Acts 1 is where we're going to start today. So over the last month, we've been in a message series, and I encourage you to get on YouTube or on our podcast and listen because the Lord's just been revealing amazing things about the gospel and about who we are. You are saints. Amen? Good morning, saints. Like, wait a second. Whoa, that's a really strong word. If you know Jesus and you have him in your life, you have been made holy, you have been made right, you are sanctified, and you get to soar with the Holy Spirit's power. You get to soar. And I want to start out this message today reminding us of the story we told about Will the chicken. Do you remember Will the chicken? Okay, I'm going to tell it real fast. So there's this story about Will the chicken. He got a letter and found an old letter in the chicken coop. He read the letter. The letter said he could become an eagle. Okay, this is a story, okay? Just use your imagination. Pretend like you're a kid for just a second, okay? He got a letter that he could read. Apparently chickens can read and we didn't know it, but he got the letter (laughs) and he read it and it said he could become an eagle. Imagine the difference between the life of a chicken and the life of an eagle. Come on. What do chickens do all day long? Peck at the ground, right? I mean, they're yummy and their eggs are great. We're appreciative of chickens. But he got this letter And he had an encounter with the Lord, and he turned, well, with lightning, and we'll say it's the Lord. It's a story. And he turned into an eagle. But the problem was, Will didn't realize he was an eagle. He thought he was still a chicken. So he stayed in the coop, he stayed on the ground, and he never flew out of the coop. And one day, another eagle flew by and saw Will in the chicken yard. And he's like, what are you doing down there? You're an eagle. Get off the ground. Come soar with me. And all of a sudden, Will spreads out his huge wings that he didn't realize he had. And he began to fly. And the whole story is a mirror image of us before Christ and after. Before Christ, you were a chicken. Ha ha ha, not funny. Before Jesus, you were lost. You were stuck in the enemy and his grasp. But after Jesus, you are now soaring with him. Amen? But sometimes the things that come in our understanding is that we're not good enough. Yeah, I have Jesus, but there's no way I could do that. Or there's no way I'm good enough. Or I can't get free from this. Or I can't get free from that. And we spent the last month talking about your freedom and your holiness and your righteousness in Christ. And he says, you get up out of that chicken yard, out of that turkey yard and soar. I have called you by name. I have named you. And it's for a divine purpose and destiny. Amen? So out of that message series came our phrase, eagle up. Sean, help me out. That stunk. Eagle up. up. Travis, he said, you know, when you see someone walking with Jesus and they're struggling, remind them who they are. Eagle up. Who are you? You are a child of the one true king. Eagle up. Come on. Don't let the enemy win. Don't let the enemy tell you lies. Eagle up. Amen. It's who you are in Christ. And we as the body are to encourage each other, get off the ground. Get off the ground. So today our message series, or our message title, I guess it's a series, I don't know. Eagle up, ready to soar. Are you ready to soar, saints? 
Come on. Acts 1, 4 through 8. Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. And as I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Who is speaking right here? Jesus is talking. He says, go to Jerusalem and wait for the power. Amen? It's a promise. The Holy Spirit's power is a promise for every believer. Let's keep reading. In verse 6, so when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So he didn't just save them, heal them, deliver them. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and I want you to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. And what happened in chapter two? A great sound of a mighty rushing wind began to blow. And they were all filled with the Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And there's fire above their heads. You know, sometimes we get weirded out. Well, why are you talking about eagles? And why are you looking at the flagpole? And why are you, you know, looking at the sky? God speaks in miracles, signs, and wonders. Signs that make you wonder. Come on. He is so beautiful. He is so powerful. And he has so much to tell us if we just keep our eyes, our hearts, and our ears open. And there's something about this eagle. There's something about getting off the ground. Last week, I read a prophetic word by Mario Murillo at the end of the service. I'm so excited. Can't get the paper in my hands. Time for eagles to leave the turkey yard. The same day we preached the message about the chicken and the eagle and about your sanctification and your salvation and your pure righteousness and holiness that you receive, that same day Mario Murillo says, turkeys get out of the, or eagles get out of the turkey yard. It's time to soar. It's time to move out of church as usual. It's time to see the kingdom of God advance on the earth. Amen? Woo. Woo. It's time. Eagle up. (laughs) Scared me. (laughs) What happens when the church gets off the ground? When we stop looking at our situations through the natural and we start to use our supernatural eye, the eye of the Holy Spirit in our situation, in the, in the lives of people around us, when we see them, when we know they're broken and hurting and dying inside, and the Holy Spirit begins to move on us to go talk to them, to tell them about the name of Jesus. That's soaring in the Holy Spirit. I want to I use the, the eagle this morning as an, an analogy. I'm sorry. I'm so like, ooh, Holy Spirit power. Holy Spirit power. I want to tell you a little bit of science behind the eagle and their flight. Are you ready? You guys want to learn something new about eagles? And you may already know this, but I thought it was cool. When eagles learn to fly... They cannot strive in their flying. They cannot 
vigorously flap their wings. I want to tell you, I'm going to read out of an article that I read this week. Eagles are able to fly without flapping their wings. Their wings, which are big and heavy, are spread straight out, and they are literally soaring with perfect ease on the wind currents. Have you ever noticed how birds just, they're not working, they're not striving, they're just soaring on the wind. They have to learn how to fly without flapping to conserve energy. Eagles can literally die. Hear this. Eagles can literally die if they expend too much energy flapping their wings during flight versus soaring without flapping. What happens when we try to work for our salvation and we strive to what Jesus already paid for on the cross, it's already ours. We wear ourselves out trying to be perfect. We wear ourselves out working hard, trying to be good enough, trying to do all the right things. When he says, it's already done for you, now I want you to soar in me and believe that you are the eagle that I say you are. Get out of that turkey yard. Soar with me. No striving. Don't try. Just soar. But the key to an eagle soaring is the wind. The key to an eagle soaring is the wind. Soaring without flapping has to be learned young. They learn to do this on wind thermals. A wind thermal is a big gust of wind that will rise up from the atmosphere. They have to learn how to wait for that gust of wind, for them to take off, jump off the cliff, and fly on that gust of wind. What did Jesus say? Go to Jerusalem and wait for the power from on high. Come on, can you see the the correlation here? We have to be in his presence. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit, and we will soar. But here's the key. If the eagle... Does and stays perched and never gets off the ground or out of the tree or off the cliff, what will happen to him? He'll die. He'll starve to death. So if the eagle strives, he'll die. If the eagle doesn't take that leap of faith off the edge of the cliff to learn how to soar, he'll die. What happens to our spirits when we don't live in the power of the Holy Spirit and we don't move in the power of the Holy Spirit and catch the wind of the Spirit, we will die. We cannot do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. I realize it's Palm Sunday and this is not Pentecost Sunday and I shouldn't be talking about the Holy Spirit because it's Palm Sunday. But I'm telling you right now, this is where the Lord is leading Lifeway to soar on the wind of the Holy Spirit. To soar. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait for Yahweh's grace will experience divine strength. They will rise up on soaring wings and fly like eagles, run their race without weary and walk through life without giving up. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Come on. In the Amplified, I loved it. It says, but those who wait for the Lord. What's that word again? Wait. They have to wait for the wind thermal. They have to wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a promise. He's a promise. 
those that wait upon the Lord. And what I hear the Lord saying in that word wait is intimacy. Intimacy, identity, increase. Those who wait for the Lord. Amplified puts in parentheses. Who expect, look for, and hope in him will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising towards the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will not walk and not grow faint. They that wait upon the Lord will rise. The Holy Spirit has given, was given to us to teach us how to soar, not strive. It's a relationship. And what's really cool about it is the Holy Spirit speaks to you. And you get to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he is inviting the church to move in his power, to soar on the wind. And what does that look like in the normal life? That means tomorrow, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do today? Give me your perspective over this person that's driving me absolutely crazy. Walk by somebody in the store, oh my word, you're asking me to go talk to them and I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because you're saying it. I'm going to soar with you. I'm going to jump off the cliff because I don't want them starving and neither do I. Inside my head. <laughs> Take that step of faith. Your wings represent your belief and your faith in who? Him. When you spread your wings, your faith and your belief and trust in God causes you to get off the ground through the power of the Holy Spirit and take off and soar on his wind. It's so exciting. I love it. I don't ever want you to forget this. This is who you are. This is how he sees you in his presence. You are soaring in his presence. You are sanctified. You are holy. You are righteous. You are full of his glory. Hallelujah. But here's the thing we have to remember. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Zechariah 4, 6. It's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we get to ascend and ascend and ascend in the presence of God. Eagles are master fishermen. Eagles are master. Where's Terry Haney today? He might be out fishing, actually. Hey, Terry. Because <laughs> he's a master fisherman. But eagles have eagle eyes. I'm going to talk about their eyes in a second. But they are master fishermen. They know how to swoop down, scoop a fish out of the water with their beak or their talons, scoop a fish out of the water, and just run off with their, with their lunch. Huh? Fast food. Yes. Get those fish sandwiches while they last. I, never mind. I was going to tell you something, but I'm not going to do it. When I saw that, you know, I thought about eagles. They swoop down and they catch their prey, and their prey is small. It's, it's small animals, snakes, fish, um, little dogs. It's terrible, but it happens. Um, <laughs> Small animals, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but they swoop down with ease and lift the fish out of the water, not missing a beat. And I believe the Lord is telling you that in these coming days, telling us all that we are to be fishers of men. And it won't be difficult because the Holy Spirit is in us. We will be able to bring salvation into the life of a family member, a friend. We'll be able to tell them about the love of Jesus with ease 
This should not scare us. This should be a natural part of our life. Jesus said, go wait for the power of the Holy Spirit and then go be my witnesses. Amen? To everyone, walk as he walked. Last week I used the verse, follow me. Who are we following? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The key to that passage is who are we following? Ourselves? What we think is right, we're following Jesus. Then do we have to strive, flap our wings? No, we get to soar, and he will make us fishers of men. He will bring out the gifting in you, and that gifting will draw people to you, and it will draw people to Jesus in you. I think about your pottery, Ashley, and the beauty, and when you create something, and how people are drawn to your pottery. I love your pottery. And I'm drawn to it, and I, I know that it's the creativeness of the creator that pours out of your hands. She has pottery for sale at um, Alley Cats. You need to go visit her booth. It's awesome. Don't do it. Oh. <laughs> but the, the point is, he's saying, I will make you. He's talking to fishermen. That was their trade. But when he looks at you, he looks at the gift he put inside of you, the love he put inside of you, the, the detailed things that you like to do, like decorate or work on cars or whatever it is, paint, Bradley. Do you like to paint? Oh, good. <laughs> Serve our country. He put a passion inside of you. And when you say, yes, I will follow you, Jesus, he will make you fishers of men. He will bring his creative glory out of you and you will soar and you will speak life over this valley and it's not just me doing it it's not just him doing it it's all of us because people need to know who they are and know what Jesus did for them and how much he loves them and we will not stop preaching this message ever this is what church is all about is salvation from Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit's power you will become master soul winners, master flyers. Something else that's super cool about eagles is their vision. I'm gonna read to you out of this article by Michael Bradley, um, and it's an article about the parallels between the eagle and a believer. I thought it was funny because Bradley Michael is your name and Michael Bradley is his name. But I wanna read this to you. Another fascinating quality the eagles have is that they have two sets of eyes. How many of you knew that? I did not. Two of you. Anybody over here? One of you over there. They have two sets of eyes. The first set is their natural eye, which they have when they are in resting mode. However, when they start to take flight on these strong wind thermals, they have a second eye that comes in on them. This second eye then enables them to fly on these strong wind thermals without damaging their original eye. This second eye is also used when they are seen flying through actual storms. The heavy winds from a storm cloud could easily damage their normal natural eye, and this second eye gives them a protective covering as they are navigating through these heavy storm clouds. Come on, somebody. As Christians, we also have two sets of eyes operating in us. The first set is our normal natural eye. We see each other right now in our normal natural eye, which we use to see the natural world in which we live. However, we also have a second set of eyes, and that second set of eyes is the Holy Spirit. 
And since we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside, we also have his eyes available to see at times things from his perspective. To be able to soar through the storm. Can you imagine going into a storm as a bird? I'd be like, ah, run that way. There will be trials. I'm sorry, I know. <laughs> there will be trials. Yeah? That's what, that's what Jesus said. Don't, you can count on it. But I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you authority. I'm going to give you the ability to soar above the storm, to trust me, to see like I see, to know my ways. That second set, stop looking in the natural and go higher. Amen? Go higher. I love that. So, don't flap. Get off the cliff and open your eyes through the power of the Holy Spirit. A couple more interesting attributes about eagles their strength. Eagles have what's called a molting process. Any of you know what this is? We're learning all of this. We are definitely not eagle experts by any means. Um, so this stuff is really just kind of blowing our minds. Um, their molting process, so every year or every couple of years, depend on which eagle expert you listen to, they go through a process where they lose all of their feathers, not all at once, but a couple in a row at a time to where at the end of this process, they have now all brand new feathers. And this is important because if their feathers become damaged or worn out, it greatly affects their ability to fly, which is everything for an eagle. And so once all of their feathers are renewed, they now have the appearance of a new eagle because they have brand new feathers, the appearance of youth. So Leslie already read out of Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint, amen? We also see in Psalm 103, it says, starting in verse four, this is on the screens. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I soar again like a flying eagle in the sky. In the New American Standard, it says in verse five, you satisfy your, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Read that. Who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like an eagle. I didn't understand what that meant. I didn't understand the correlation between youth being renewed as it relates to an eagle. What does that mean? Well, then I began to research this, and that's when I came across this molting process that an eagle goes through on a yearly basis. See, when the writer of the psalm says your youth, 
it implies both strength and beauty that he restores. How many of us know that beauty most often has very little to do with your outward appearance? And Jesus restores your inner beauty. He sanctifies you. We've been on this series now for over a month. You become holy, perfect, blameless, washed white as snow. And your beauty is restored. Renewal takes place. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. Renewal takes place when our satisfaction is found fully in the Father. It's not found in our stuff. It's not found in our image. It's not found in how much money we have in our bank account. It's not found in who we're dating or who we're married to, what kind of job that we have. All of those are good things. I'm not diminishing any of that. But what is our satisfaction found first in? It's the Father. It's not in our striving. And that is when you find your renewal, your youth is renewed, your energy is renewed. They that wait upon the Lord, Leslie already talked about it, intimacy will renew their strength. Our renewal is found when our satisfaction is in Jesus. So last thing about eagles that we want to talk about today is heights. So two interesting things about eagles. First, they live on higher ground. They build their nests in inaccessible places high up in trees. So I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, you need to just go to Google Images, type in eagles' nests, and uh, you'll find a whole host of very interesting pictures of eagles' nests. And this was one I thought was really interesting because um, it showed how high up in trees they will build their nests very often. Some eagles' nests can range to over 10 feet in diameter and weigh over 1,000 pounds. And we know, we use this verse a lot, Ephesians 2, 6, who are we in Christ? We have been raised up and seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. I'm not making it up. It's right there. Raised, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Guess what, church? We live on higher ground as well. A whole lot higher than the eagles do. This is our position in Christ. This is where we live. We are joint heirs. Seated in heaven. And we have been given the perfection through sanctification. It's what we've been talking about the last two weeks. You are sanctified. You are set apart. You are made holy the minute Jesus comes into your life and transforms you. It's not a lifelong process. You don't grow holier and holier. You are holy the minute you say, Jesus, come into my life. I give you everything that I am. I want to live for you. We've been given everything we need and the authority to be there, seated in heavenly places with Christ. It's where we live. 
It's what we have access to. Every spiritual blessing. We need to live our our lives seeing every situation, seeing every person from heaven's perspective. How often do we live that way? Leslie just talked about we have, right, our natural eye and then our supernatural eye through the Holy Spirit. How often do we see situations from heaven's perspective? How often do we see opposition as opportunities? How often do we look at people we pass by on the street and we're so quick to judge them and not see them as Jesus sees them? I'm guilty of that. You will never look into the eyes of a person Jesus does not love. You will never look into the eyes of a person Jesus did not die for. Every person. In every situation that you step into is a divine opportunity to advance the kingdom. When you go to work tomorrow morning on a Monday morning and you're tired and you're exhausted and your coworkers are annoying you, it's an opportunity to advance the kingdom. It's an opportunity to infiltrate that environment with the love of Jesus because you stepping into someone's life in that moment may be the only Jesus they ever encounter this entire week. And you have an opportunity to speak life, to speak healing, to speak hope. Because guess what? You live on higher ground. You go higher. When the enemy's tempting you and calling you to to react and to overreact and to judge and to come down on yourself or come down on someone, no, you live higher. You see yourself, you see these people, you see situations from heaven's perspective. And it will change everything. It will change everything. So not only do eagles live on higher ground, eagles fly to heights that no other bird can because of their ability to soar on these wind thermals. Really interesting um, subject if you just check it out online, these wind thermals and how sometimes an eagle because they cannot overextend themselves flapping their wings for long periods of time or they, could, they will die. And so they may wait sometimes for two or three days perched before the wind is just right to where they know they can ascend and ascend and ascend and ascend and soar. I'm watching now every time I'm outside, every time I'm driving, I'm watching as you just see birds soaring. And I never noticed it until now just about how effortlessly they soar. They're not striving. They're not flapping their wings harder and harder and harder trying to stay in the sky. They soar on the wind with ease. Hebrews 10, verse 19. And now we are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm boldly and without hesitation. He's calling us to go higher. He's calling us to step into the holy of holies. We have divine access because of Jesus and his blood. This is where we can live. Jesus has removed the veil and we can boldly soar into the very holy of holies because of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. Here's another quote from this article. Just like eagles depend on these strong wind thermals to take them to heights that no other bird can fly to, 
This is on the screens. In the same way, we can be taken to heights that we may have never dreamed possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Eagles can fly higher than any other bird. They can ascend higher than any other bird. You can ascend higher only through the Holy Spirit's power and not through anything else. You can spend your life striving and completely wear yourself out and die on the inside because it's just me. It's me trying to do it. It's me trying to make it happen. It's me trying to soar higher and higher and higher through my own wisdom, through my own strength, through my own good looks, right? But think about it. That's right. Whoever said amen. But, but think about that. Think about if all we had was Jesus, if we only relied on him to take us to where he wanted us to be, what would our life look like? How different would we live if we fully trusted him, if we fully relied on the Holy Spirit's power day in and day out? How, how our lives would look? Because guess what? God did not create us. Our bodies biologically are not created to handle stress and anxiety and fear and striving. We weren't created to. Yet how much of our life is defined by those very things? And when we rely on Jesus and the Holy Spirit, when we soar on the wind of the Spirit, everything changes. Everything about who we are and the perspective that we have in this world is forever changed when we rely on him. He is so faithful to teach us, to guide us, to grow us. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. When we say you're holy, that is your position, your starting point. Your starting point is not sinner. Your starting point with Jesus Christ is saved, healed, delivered, whole. That's your starting point. And when you jump off that cliff and you begin to soar with him, you begin to grow in your understanding of the word of God. The Bible is his very breath word. Read it. It will fill you with, ask Holy Spirit, give me that eagle eye as I read this. I want to hear your voice. He's teaching us. He's training us. And when eagles teach their young to fly, I thought this was so cool. When eagles teach their young to fly, it's pretty quickly after they're born. And they teach them to fly in a circle on the wind thermal. Okay? But what's cool about it is they're always ascending. It may look like all they're doing is going around and around and around and around, but they're not. They're ascending. They're going higher. They're learning how to soar. And that is how walking with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to go higher and higher. And it's not about levels. We think, oh, they have level Christianity now. No, that is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the wind of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit working in your life. You are a beautiful creation. You are his divine. You are placed here for such a time as this. And he wants to walk with you. And he wants to talk with you. And he wants you to learn and grow in his presence on a daily basis. He's there. You need help? Call out his name. 
And the other thing that's really important for us to know, because sometimes we wear ourselves out fighting the enemy. Ever been there? We wear ourselves out in our own natural power trying to fight against the enemy. But it was crazy, last Sunday, when I got home on my newsfeed, there was this little picture of an eagle, come on, and a crow on the eagle's back. Latched on, digging into the eagle's back. And the article talked about how the eagle didn't fight the crow and doesn't fight the crow off or any attacker off. What does the eagle do? It goes higher and higher and higher and it suffocates its enemy. Eagle up. It suffocates the enemy. What do we need to do when the enemy's on attack? He's got no power. I have authority in Jesus Christ. I will be disciplined and I will be committed to seeing the kingdom come. And I will eagle up. I will go higher. I will see things from the Holy Spirit's perspective. And I will shut him down. I will suffocate him. I will turn him off. He has no voice in my head. Go higher. What does the word say about who you are? What does he say about who you are? Eagle up. Eagle up. Stand with me. Yes. We are eagles. Our wings are faith and belief in the Lord. And the wind thermals are the presence and power of the Holy Spirit flowing and operating through us so that we can accomplish our divine destiny and purpose here. Anybody agree with that? Amen. by who we think we are. The Lord calls us by the potential that he sees in us. In Psalms 33, 13, the Lord looks from heaven and sees all his sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all inhabitants on the earth. He fashions their hearts individually, and he considers all their works. Psalms 34, 15 says, The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, he, and his ears are upon their cry. And then 17, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a constrained spirit. A constraint is humble, is a humble heart. God is good. God is good. Eagle up! I want to invite you, the altars are open, but it's time to ascend. If you have something going on, you need to soar in his presence. We're going to sing champion. I know it. I hear it. I, you got it going already. We're going to sing champion, but I want you to imagine yourself in the power of the Holy Spirit soaring. If you need agreement, the altar team is ready to pray with you, to pray over you, to agree with you for heaven to come and for healing in your body. If you need healing for provision in your finances, if you need provision, the Lord is calling us to soar in his presence. Amen. So let's just, let's sing it. Come on, champions. Come on, eagles. Sing.